The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus again in reply spoke to the chief priest and the elders of the people in a parable saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have prepared my banquet. My calves are fattened and are killed, and everything is ready. Come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged, and he sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The feast is ready, but to those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, to the main roads, and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike, and the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came to meet the guest, he saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. The king said to him, My friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment, but he was reduced to silence. Then the king said to his attendants, bind his hands and feet and cast him into the darkness outside where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen. My dear friends, the good news, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the words of the Holy Gospel blot out our sins. Amen. You're so lucky I lost my notes right before Mass, so... <laughs> Probably going to be shorter. Well, hey, our two readings today are telling us about two things God does for us. One is that he provides for all of our needs. So we have a God in heaven who cares for us. And secondly, that our God has a victory over death. That by dying, Jesus destroyed death. So death no longer has reign over us. And I want to show, talk about those two things today and show how they kind of come together at every Eucharist that we come together. These things are, are essential to what is happening here at the Eucharist. God providing for us and uh, death being destroyed in our very midst and eternal life uh, being given to us. So Isaiah here in 25, he talks about God in this way, that God is... 
providing uh, a feast for his people. Do you ever think of God like a chef? God providing a rich feast, rich food and choice wines, juicy, rich food and pure, choice wines. So that the Lord God really has this idea of providing for all of us and the way he chooses to do it in the future and now is this great feast. He prepares a feast for us. Choice wines, juicy, pure food. God loves us that much. He's a, he's a, a gourmet chef, eh? He's not giving us fast food. Okay. So here he is. And also he says that then uh, Isaiah talks about death like a spider web. So think of the earth, you know, covered in this huge spider web from space. Isn't that an awful image? And uh, Isaiah says that God's going to remove that veil or remove that spider web from the face of the earth. And death will not be anymore. And this theme continues on in our 23rd Psalm. You know, we have the 23rd Psalm today. And hey, what? If you haven't memorized the 23rd Psalm yet, get to work. I think every Christian on earth has the 23rd Psalm memorized. So please memorize this 23rd Psalm. And in it you'll see that Jesus, uh, God, he talks about God, you know, preparing a feast in my sight, in front of my enemies. The Lord is feeding me and giving me this feast of rich food and choice wines right in front of all my enemies. And he's anointing my head with oil and my cup is overflowing. This idea again of God providing all. And this idea of God destroying death is in here too. Because it says, even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me with thy rod and thy staff. Thou gives me comfort. So even in the moment of death, God is there with us, and we have to go through death, but only one death, not the second death, not the, not the death that, uh, the second death. And then we see in St. Paul's great letter to the Philippians here, we're still in chapter 4, he says, uh, my God will fully supply whatever you need in accord with the glorious riches in Jesus Christ. To God the Father, glory forever and ever. God will supply whatever we need. Again, a generous, loving, intimate relationship with God who supplies all that we need. And then, of course, in our gospel message, in our gospel parable, again, we're still, Jesus is still, now the last three weeks, he's been reaching out to the people who are spiritually blind. They just don't get it. And so every week, He's been reaching out to them, and the, I think it's some of the most kindest and most merciful things in the Bible. He keeps trying to get them to wake up, to open their eyes and see the truth. And, of course, he compares it to the wedding banquet, which, again, is another type of a banquet with all kinds of food and all kinds of guests, and he, he compares it to that idea that God is providing, God is gently inviting all of us to this wedding banquet. But in the parable, we get a sense of our response for the first time. We heard about how good God is, how he's destroyed death. But in this parable, we start to get a sense that our response has something to do with it. And, you know, some of these people, you know, uh, some of them respond with just indifference. That God is doing all this. They're just not, they just don't care. And they just turn away from it. Some respond with violence. 
and they killed God's messengers. Don't we, don't we see these same responses in the world today? Indifference and violence to this invitation to the feast, this invitation to overcome death. And then, but some people do uh, receive it. I mean, it's implicit here, but yeah, some people receive it and some people um, you know, accept the invitation and they receive it and they participate in the meal. They participate in the feast, and that's hopefully that's all of us here today. We have received the message of God, and we participate in this meal, and we accept that God is, wants to give us these good things. There's one more thing in here, though. The one person, he, he doesn't have the right garment on, so there's, a, there's something in here, too, about accepting the invitation, but then, and then, but then you know, showing up... <laughs> Showing up the right way, not just coming any way you want, but being prepared for this wedding feast. Um, at that time, I guess, the, the, whoever had the wedding feast would hand out these wedding garments at the door, and you'd put them on as you went in, and this person just refused to wear it. And again, the gentle king, the good king says, friend, he calls him friend, friend, why, aren't you, why didn't you wear the garment? And the person says nothing, and he th- throws them out of the wedding feast. Many of the church fathers talk about that wedding garment of being our charity, our good works, our love of neighbor, our prayers, all the things God asks us to do to be part of his kingdom. And so it, it forms for us our, our wedding garment. 